Good morning, this is your host Rusty James. It is August 24, 2015, and this is The Ride. Heyo everybody, good morning on this Monday, Monday. I was checking out Joshua, or I mean Judges, one of those J Bible books. And uh, in Judges, I was getting a, a little bit of a reminder that in a number of occasions, whenever the Israelites were going to conquer a land or a people, that somebody in the, they would work a deal with somebody in the land, like they did with Rahab and Jericho. And then there's this other story I was listening about today where they would get information, they ask this guy, hey, how can we break into the city? And if, you know, if you tell us, we'll conquer it and we'll spare your family, that kind of thing. And that got me thinking, because, you know, it always gets me thinking, that there is maybe a story here. Being the journalist that I am, so I uh, thought about it because, you know, Israel was kind of like a type of the Christian or the believer, us. And these foreign lands, these foreign peoples, you know, those were areas, those were areas that God had told his people that they had to conquer. Not that they could conquer, but they had to conquer in order to have really the promised land that was promised because the promised land that was promised was them at peace and them having conquered the land because we find out in judges that because the generation of uh, of uh, Joshua Joshua's generation didn't fully conquer all the peoples of that area and because they didn't what had happened was there was you know by the time Joshua's generation had gone through and had died off the next generation had begun to intermarry with these people and they started to become familiar with the people it makes it very hard to conquer that which is familiar so they would do this, and God said that he, there had been peoples left that needed to be conquered, and the reason was so that this next generation who didn't know war would have an enemy to fight. So I thought, this is really interesting, that God wants us Okay, so now I'm bringing it right to today. God wants us to fight the enemy that's in our land. The land that he's promised you is a good land. And if you feel like you're not in a good land right now, then there are some enemies to conquer. So, what I'm going to do a little bit later today is I'm going to perform an interview. Now here's the deal. Just like, just like, 
these stories where Israel found one of these inhabitants and got information from them so that they could conquer that land? Well, I have a special guest with me today. I think you're going to find it very fascinating, the conversation we're going to have. I haven't even had it yet, and I know it's going to open some eyes. So that's a little bit a little bit later after the break. Because I got to get my teeth clean today. You know, that's an important thing to do. I just drove by a construction guy telling me to go slow. He didn't actually tell me to go slow, but he had a sign that told me to go slow. Sometimes we're waiting to hear God's audible voice when all we really need to do is look at his word and see the sign in there. Read the sign. So, you know, as I drive to the dentist office this morning, I'm going to go off tangent. Because you know that's what I do. It's how I roll. I'm looking at these trailers that have these big... have these big boats on them. I just got a trailer. Come on in. I just got a trailer recently, a utility trailer. And, uh, you know, for the kind of stuff I'm doing, one axle is good enough. Because the kind of lifting I need to do isn't severe. And I have a friend who's got a a tractor even, and he hauls it with his single axle. And I don't think I'm going to be getting anything bigger than his. So I think I'm going to be okay for right now. I thought about getting a double axle, but but I'm looking back at some of these big, big boats. And they're on trailers that have three axles. And, you know, I just got to thinking... In order to, to do that heavy lifting, you have to have the right foundation underneath, right? If I were to try to haul one of those boats on my utility trailer, I think I would have a problem. And so I'm thinking that that whole situation reminds me that, you know, we have battles in our life that we face. We have enemies in our life that we face. And how silly is it for us to think that we've got it all covered if we don't have the right kind of foundation? If we're trying to fight an enemy that's a big old cabin cruiser and we got a little utility 5x8 trailer, don't you think you're going to run into some difficulty? What's going to happen is your vehicle, who you are, is going to be straining against this thing and not making any progress. But I say, well, you need to get some extra axles under there. You need to get the right foundation to conquer whatever that task is. And some of us have different tasks. My task will definitely be different than your task. 
and I might need to have a certain foundation for what I'm doing, and you're going to need a certain foundation for what you're doing. You know, I've recently met some people, some very nice people, who have different issues that they're dealing with in their life. Some are someone who is dealing with a physical condition that's been around for a while and trying to get victory in that area. I know a single mom who's got beautiful children and just needs the Lord's hand to help her and you know she needs to have a foundation too to handle her situation. Now I will say that the foundation for all of us is the same in the in the in the fact that it's God the Father and his son crucified and rose from the dead. But what you need to know is important. You know what this guy who has a physical issue, he needs to know that as God still sees him whole. Therefore, he should see himself whole and not broken. And this young lady who's a a single mom needs to see herself whole. Hmm. And not lacking. Because God is her supply. But even though those are the similar thing, I think deep down and and where the reality is and where the rubber meets the road or the trailer wheel meets the road is the nuances between those two situations, for example, are different. There's different history there. There's different everything there. So how the Lord reaches that person that person's mind's got to be set up to receive what God has for them. And because of the issues of their individual lives, there are different, can I say, different blockages that would keep you from that truth? Yeah, I can say that. That's fair to say. So, that whole trailer analogy... I don't know, that spoke to me. Because I got that trailer with one axle. And I thought, well, maybe I should get two. And I wasn't quite ready to pay what it would take to get the two. And I don't really need it right now. So I figure I I got what I needed for the day at hand. And if I need to handle a bigger load and get two axles, then I will go ahead and get preparation and get the right foundation for that future situation. So I, my this is just a short thing, but I, I really got the sense because of something I went through not too long ago that there are times in our lives where we, we've got the right foundation, but then the Lord says, okay, I got this heavier task for you. And we might we might think, oh, I, I can't handle that. And he says, I, I, I know you can't. I'm giving you this little bit of a waiting time here to prepare yourself t- 
to get the right foundation for that. And uh, I think a lot of times he doesn't actually tell you what the what the uh, what that weight's going to be, and it's probably a good thing. But he does say he does give you some unsteadiness in your spirit to say or to kind of realize there's something that needs to change here. I need to get deeper. I need to understand the word in a deeper, newer level. Because I got a deeper, newer thing, heavier thing coming up. I've heard this new, uh, new levels, new devils statement before. Well, I think that's probably true. I don't, I don't know how scriptural that is, but I could see it that you know you get into new levels, you get a stronger foundation, and then the then the enemy sends his bigger guns out to get you. But I don't actually think, and we're going to find out later today because of my interview you're about to find out. But uh, I don't think devils and demons are as scary as we think. I know that's kind of weird. We, we get ho- the Hollywood version of all this. But in reality, I don't think it's anything like that. We're going to find out. New levels, new devils, well, maybe new levels, new tactics. So I guess you could say that. You know, I guess I could see, you know, some of conquers a certain area in their life and all of a sudden they get thrust into the spotlight of faith and you know people are looking up to this person and because they were able to conquer through a situation and and all of a sudden the new devil is pride they're in the spotlight now hey I've must got it all together God help me get through that thing and then all of a sudden the new devil is this pride issue and I guess I guess that does make sense new levels new devils makes sense So I guess all I have to say right now is uh, if you've got a load to carry, get the right foundation. How do you know what foundation to use? Well, you got to start with the, the key ingredient. you got to get hitched to our Lord. That's the first thing. you got to make sure that you're connected to Him. And then get into the Word and understand where your foundation lies. You know, what is true about you? What does He say about you? Because what He says about you is what you need to be concerned with. Not what the world says about you. Not what you say about you. Not what devils say about you. What does God say about you? That's probably where you start. If you, if you understand what He says about you and continue to live according to those things He says about you, you get all the axles you need when the time is right. Cool? So that's it for right now. I'm going to take a little bit of a break, get ready for this interview, and we will be back in just a few shakes. Hey, I'm back. 
And I'm ready to get into the next part of our podcast today. I told you earlier that I had a guest in the studio, or I was going to, and I do now. Um, Unique kind of guest today, just want you to know, I don't normally invite this kind of guest to ride along with the ride, but um, because I was studying scripture this morning and I was reminded that, you know, sometimes the Israelites would get a uh, spy from a land they were conquering and get information from said spy. I thought I would do the same thing today. So, kind of unique, kind of out of the ordinary. Don't want you to freak. No freaking going on. But I have a demon in the studio with me today that I'm going to interview cool it's allowable it's allowable he's like a spy and I'm gonna talk to this demon and uh, it's more like an imp and uh, what's your name anyway Astaroth really Ooh, that's pretty scary Astaroth can I call you ass for short no okay Okay, well, he's giving me this look like, uh, don't cross me. But he's kind of, he's, I just want you to know, you got to get a picture of this. He's, he's seated next to me, but he's really small. I, Astaroth, I thought that demons were basically fallen angels. And I, I know the angels that work for God. Oh. What, you don't like that word? No. Well, the angels that work for God are big and strong and carry flaming weaponry and stuff. How come you look so small and wimpy? And is that your real voice? No, no, it's not my real voice. Why don't you talk to me in your real voice? I don't know what my real voice is. It's whatever I want it to be. Okay, so... What you're telling me is you've got multiple voices and the scary kind of voice is not your real voice. No, it's not really. Whoa. That's your voice? Yeah. Interesting. But how come you're so small compared to like all the other angels that I picture that work for God? Oh, I hate that word. I don't know, we just seem to be a little smaller than the other ones. I think I read somewhere that it's like you're under my feet. Yeah, it could be something like that. You're changing your voice a lot. What's that all about? Well, we use the voices that we feel are most appropriate for the conversation. Really? Yeah, we try to use the voice of the person we're talking to a lot of times. Seems to work the best. What do you mean, work the best? I mean, you try and you you got some angle you're working here? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, our angle is just to talk to people and get them thinking that maybe it's just themselves talking. Interesting. So, what you're saying is you're kind of a 
deceiver. No, 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 no. We don't use that word. No, more like misinformation handler. Misinformation. You deal with misinformation. Yeah, that's what we do. Oh, well, what's the... What's information, then? If you deal with misinformation, what's what's the information? Well, that would be truth. Where do I find truth? Uh, I don't really want to talk about where you find truth. But I want to live by truth. No, you don't. No, you want to live by... The misinformation I'm peddling to you. I'm afraid you've got it wrong. I think you want me to live by the misinformation, but I want to live by truth. Well, our job is to give misinformation. So your job is to take my misinformation. But I don't want to take your misinformation. I want to live by truth. Because I believe that truth is going to set me free. No! No, you got that all wrong. No, you're free when you take my advice. You know, I can tell you right now, everyone listening, you need to understand this. I've taken this guy's advice before, and it doesn't get me... It doesn't get me anywhere. No! What? You just said no. Is that all you had to say? Mm, yeah. You don't have any good information for me, do you? You just have a contrary opinion, right? Mm, yes. Interesting. How is it that I'm able to interview you today and get all this great information from you? Tell me how it is that I'm able to do this. I don't want to give the information, but you have this kind of, uh, I don't know, authority or something. I have to give this information to you today. That's right. I have authority today to get this information. Man, you, you know, the more and more I sit here realizing that you're really small in my seat. You really don't carry a lot of weight, do you? My words carry weight! Well, actually, you know what? You're true. I mean, that, that is truth. There is some weight to the words that you spew. But, but you know, there's really no weight in the words in and of themselves. It seems like the weight is whether or not people want to believe them as truth or not. That's exactly right. Whoa, your voice changed again. What's going on? I change my voice whenever I want. Whenever the situation permits. So I can't even recognize you at times. That's right. Well, I'd like to know a little bit about how the enemy works. I don't want to tell you that information. But you have to because I have authority over you. Okay. So tell me, what's the easiest thing that you can do to mess somebody up? I mean, I'm assuming that that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to mess people up. No, not really. I don't care if they get messed up or not. 
Well, what's your goal here? Just to get them away from truth. How do you get somebody away from truth? Get them to believe what I'm telling them. Well, what are you telling them? I already told you already! Misinformation! Okay, good gravy. Sometimes I can't understand you. Exactly! Oh, you just let a little secret out, didn't you? Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're telling me that I can't recognize you very well. That's right! So, that's interesting, because if I can't recognize you, I don't know you from any other voice. Yes. But I need to know the voice I'm hearing. So I'm thinking, I want to take, I want to understand the voice I'm hearing. And I think that when I hear the voice of God, oh! Yeah, I know you don't like that word. But when I hear the voice of God, I hear it and I understand it. We hate that. We hate when you do that. That's why we use different voices. Mostly we use your voice. You want to see how easy it is? Check this. Hi. I'm stupid. I'm your conscience. And nobody likes you because you listen to information from your father. And you don't think that it's for real because it doesn't satisfy you like the other voices. Like this voice. You should really try your own way. You should really try doing things the way you want to do them. And you'll be happier. See how that works? It's awesome! Ooh, that was kind of scary. It was almost sounded just like me. Yeah, that's exactly what we go for, man. Yeah. It works all the time. Most of the time, anyway. When does it not work? I don't want to say that. No, you have to. I've got authority over you today. When does it not work? When they recognize the true voice. The voice of truth, you're saying. Right. So, we need to understand the voice of truth and hear it and know that it's the voice of truth and then we can understand when we're hearing misinformation. That's exactly, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Great. I'm glad you like that. Well, I'm really glad that we had a chance to talk to you today. Well, I'm not done. You're not done? No. So you're saying that there's more information that you need to tell me today? Yes! Really? 
I didn't even know to ask any more questions. I think maybe the Holy Spirit... Ah! The Holy Spirit... Ooh! Don't say that! The Holy Spirit's helping me out today. I think the Holy Spirit is opening the eyes of us today. We're okay. I'm supposed to tell you some more stuff. Okay, well, lay it on us. Art, aren't you going to tell me something? He's looking like he's squirming in his seat. It's, you need to tell me some more stuff. All right, if you're not going to... Looks like he doesn't want to, but he has to. What's going on here? Uh, how about this? How about you tell me something? What can you tell me about when Jesus... <coughs> yeah, that's right, Jesus... <coughs> the Son! The Son of the One! Yeah, he was the Son of the One. What can you tell me about him? I only know when I had to take him down to hell. You were part of the group that took him down to hell? Yeah. Me and Zebuloth. Zeb Zebuloth? That was the other one? Oh, there was a bunch of us. There was a bunch of us. You took him down to hell? Yeah. We took him down to hell. That was our job. That's pretty scary. What did you think that day that you took Jesus down to hell? We won, man. We had it all. But I bet you that wasn't the end of the story, was it? No. No, it wasn't. What happened down there? I don't really want to talk too much about it except that's kind of when we went from being big down to being kind of kind of small really you kind of look about the size that would fit under my heel yeah we try to we try to convince people that that's not the truth but you know some people some people that listen to the to the truth to the information they figured it out already well, you know, it's pretty amazing that, you know, you guys took the son. Oh, don't mention that, man. Yeah, well, you, well, you took the son of the one. Oh, yeah, you took the son of the one down to where you thought you had him. And, and I think, I think you didn't have him. Well, we thought we had him. We had him bound up. In chains we thought we had them and all of a sudden some kind of power man it just took over and all of a sudden before I knew it the keys they had his hands locked up they just it's just like a big old light and the sound was incredible. It was just, it was just deeper than deep. It, it just shook. It shook. It shook the chains. Shook the chains of every prison cell where we're at. 
and it was this light was just crazy i mean normally your eyes get adjusted down there but the light was just so crazy we could, we, we, we 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 didn't know what to do and when the light went from bright white to to a lesser light we recognized that he had the keys in his hand he had already unlocked he had already unlocked his hands he had already gotten free That's amazing. I wish I could have seen that. No, man. I don't think you'd want to see that. I don't think you could take it. I think you would have been falling on your face, man. I mean, that's what happened to us. And you're just mortal. You'd probably melt. Well, I don't know, but... Sounds like the power of God right there. Oh! You had to say that word! Why do you say that word all the time? I like saying that word, God. I like saying that word. It reminds me of whose child I am. We're trying to convince you that you're not his child. You know that, right? I figured. I figured you're misinformationists. And that's your job. Our job is to get you convinced that you're your own child. That you make up the rules. That you have the right answers to life. I figured that I didn't have the right answers to life. I think I came to the point where I realized that my answers weren't the answers. Well, we still try to work on people like you, too. Oh, yeah? How's that? I mean, if I think I've got the right answer, then how, what what can you possibly do to mess me up, to feed me misinformation? Dude, you just don't know what misinformation is. It's information that's just been twisted a little. So if you think you got all the answers, we just got to twist that a little bit. So you're saying that no matter who I am, no matter whose child I think I am, you can still operate and try to wheedle your way into my thinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, the best thing, this is killer. The best thing, the best person that you could ever hope for is somebody who thinks they got the truth. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the idiots out there that don't know the truth, you can tell them anything. And they'll just be blind and follow it. As long as they don't know who their father is, we're fine with that. But the killer thing is this. The ones that know who their father is, we can mess them over sometimes even easier. Because they're so confident in what they know. So confident. So you're saying you can just take what they know and twist it a little bit? Oh, we're good at that. We are good at that. If there's one thing we're good at, it's that. Well, I want to reject that. Well, you can try to say that all you want. It's what you do with the information you get. Like, for example... You think that you got it all going on. 
that you serve your father and all that. That you're good and everything. And that even that that he did that thing on the on the tree. And then even though he made the light happen down where we are, took those keys and stuff. You think that that gets you a free pass? That makes us laugh. You don't get no free pass. Well, I thought that I did get a free pass. I thought that I'm righteous because of what Jesus... Oh, Yeah, what Jesus did on the cross. And, and the fact that he stole those keys from death and hell. And that he paid the price for me. Yeah, yeah, but what you don't understand, apparently... Is that just because you know that, I can still give you misinformation. Yeah, I, I know that, but I don't have to believe it. Yeah, easier said than done, because I can tell you, I do it all day long. Really? Yep, with the best of them. You mean like pastors and preachers? Oh, yeah. They're the best kind. Well, I know that there's got to be pastors and preachers that know the word of God. Oh, you had to say the word. Yeah, they know it, and they apply it in their lives. Yeah, I know. And, you know, there's only so much I can do. But with these words I can speak, I can do a lot. I bet you they speak a lot of words against your words, though, too, don't they? Yeah. And that's where we kind of have to draw the line. When you speak the truth, it pretty much puts our misinformation to shame. That is so interesting. Do you convince people to follow your ways, follow your information? What for? Tell me again, what, what do you do that for? Well, we try to have people. Who, who are you now? Uh, just, just, just using a different voice, that's all. We try to have people just think that we're gentle and peaceful and loving and never say anything bad about anybody. And that's the way you should live your life. Well, that seems awfully noble. Sure does. But if you're that way with everybody, then you can never challenge anybody. That's right. No challenges. Everybody's free. But what if I have a challenge against sin? Oh, don't you use that word. But there is such thing as sin, right? We don't like to look at it that way. It's just misinformation. Okay. Okay, so sin is like misinformation as far as you're concerned. Yep. Well, that's why I try to live by not sinning. Good luck. Well, I think I can do it. Not many people can. But Jesus, oh! Jesus said that I could live without sinning. But my job is to convince you otherwise. So that's the point here is 
You're trying to get me off base, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's pretty much what we're trying to do. And by off base, I'm meaning not on base. And on base means I'm succeeding, I'm victorious, I'm conquering in life. If we can get you to think you're on base, then we've done our part. So not only do you try to convince us to follow misinformation, but you use misinformation to convince us that we're on the right path. Well, isn't that how it works? Don't you think? I guess so, because if we thought we were on the wrong path, maybe we would get off of it. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes that's true. But a lot of times people enjoy being on the wrong path. So we in- we uh, encourage them to stay there. And sometimes, if they're thinking they're on the right path, we just encourage them to stay there too. Even if it's the wrong path? Yep. What would you describe as the right path versus the wrong path? I don't really want to tell you this, but I guess I have to. The right path is the one that leads to the, well, to the one. The wrong path is anywhere else. That's fascinating. I mean, I kind of knew this stuff. I know you did. I kind of knew this stuff, but you're kind of confirming it. Wait a minute. How did you know that I knew? Oh, I kind of know. I'm I'm used to you. So, how can I give you misinformation unless I know where your weaknesses are? And I got to know you to know where your weaknesses are. Suddenly, I'm not feeling good about having you in my car. (laughs) I don't think I want you in here anymore. I think I've got enough information from you. I don't need anything more. Well, I have more information than you need. I think you've kind of let down your guard too much, because I already know that what you mean by that is that you've got more misinformation to give me. No, it's not misinformation. Not quite. See, I, I'm on to your game now. You, you'll lie and tell me it's not even misinformation at this point. No. See, you're doing it. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm here to help you. Bull-loney. I think it's about time we conclude this little interview. But I don't want to leave. I want to give you more information. Oh, I'll tell you what. I tell you what, I'm not going to ask you to leave. I'm going to command you to leave in Jesus' name. Goodbye. I guess he's gone. Okay. So that was interesting. Now listen up. I don't normally do that kind of interview because I don't want to give their opinions much credence. Oh, cool. There's a deer and a baby. But I did that interview on purpose today because I felt like the Lord was telling us 
that we need to understand the ploys and the and the workings of our enemy, just like the Israelites did. And it was confirmed today that the enemy is pretty much just a deceiver. That's what they do. They work at deceiving. If they can get us confused, they can get us thinking that we are doing the right thing, even the moral thing, but not doing God's will, then they've won. Like I say every day, every day, the only way that we're going to know the voice of our Father is to be in the Word of God and to be in prayer. Spend time with your Father. It was clear to me during that interview that not only does our enemy like to use misinformation, but he misdirects and he and he uses different voices for the different opportunities of the moment and can even use our own voice to cause us to think that we're just making rational decisions when actually, well actually that's what we're doing. We're rationalizing certain decisions we make. So yeah, but you know what? Sometimes God, according to our humanness, His answers aren't necessarily rational. It's supernatural, man. You could call it super rational. <laughs> That's really awesome. I'm not going to be rational, man. I'm going to be super rational. I'm going to be applying spiritual laws to the decisions I make. How about that? We have authority over our enemy, people. We've been given all authority. What what spirit was in Christ Jesus is in you today. And last time I checked, Jesus held the keys of sin and death. And just like we heard in that little interview with that little imp, You know, he doesn't like the name of our Father. He doesn't like the name of Jesus. Maybe that's something that we ought to say when we're challenged. Just call on the name of Jesus. That would probably do some damage to the enemy. I know that when we're in worship, that just totally knocks the arguments of the enemy off kilter. It does, it's like little darts that can't get you. So think about that next time you're facing some difficult questions in your life, some difficult decisions that need to be made. How are they lining up with the Word of God? How are they lining up with what you feel the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in your heart? If you're feeling that question in your heart, or you're feeling like the information you're getting 
or is the information that you're wanting to rust on is maybe misinformation, check your heart. Check your heart against the Word of God. And also, one thing I learned today, the enemy is just a bunch of words. It's just a bunch of vapor. Man, our God is concrete. The love he has for you is concrete. Don't forget that. He uses little things like a podcast and a little silly interview to help us all realize that our enemy is just very powerless. And the only power that's there is the power that we give that if we're listening to the wrong words, if we're applying the wrong principles in our lives. So, let's not do that. And it gets, it gets easier to recognize that if you really start sensing the Spirit of God in your life and, and hearing from the Father. So, stay in the Word. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And take authority over the enemy. In Jesus' name. And I will see you on the flip.